Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Jack. Good morning. Welcome to Real Presence Live. I'm Jack Daniel here with Bridget Grappentine. And we've got a, a guest full. We've got a studio full of guests this morning. We have. Uh, we'll introduce them in a minute. But we're here at the uh, Diocese of Rapid City Chancery offices this morning. And uh, it's Tuesday. It feels like Monday. It's not Monday. It was a long weekend. Yes. Long, crazy weekend. Um, and But we're excited to be here. We have a full uh, full lineup of guests. We have some amazing interviews lined up for today. And um, and can't complain. We've got coffee rolling. <laughs> and uh, the sun is shining. And um, there's a lot of good going on. We, uh, before we jump into our our programming and our interviews just want to note um for those who might not be aware uh as you know last week um bishop peter announced that he would be quitting his um care and heading to hospice and that was announced probably mid mid midweek at wednesday and um and then if you had not heard on on uh saturday bishop peter passed and so um, it's very sad for us here at the diocese. No doubt, sad for his uh, family, his, his friends, diocese. his home diocese. Uh, but uh, in a particular way, for those here at the chancery offices who worked with him, and um, so we're keeping Bishop Peter in our thoughts and prayers today as we jump back into the a week full of events and activities, and and uh, we just. As we begin, uh, note that there will be more information. There's already uh, information updated on the website about the um, times for a vigil mass or a vigil um, on Sunday and uh, the funeral mass that will happen on Monday. So if you go to the website, rapidcitydiocese.org, and uh, scroll down past the giant uh, image rotating thing. There's an image of Bishop Peter. If you click on that, you'll get more details, and more details will be posted as things come out. We know that the um, that the, for sure the mass of Christian burial will be aired by Connect Center One. So those of you who don't have or don't like the internet will be able to view the uh, view the mass. So we'll continue to, to update you as things uh, progress this week as we find out more. Those of us here at the Chancery know, obviously, this is um, for Bishop Peter, who was a good man, who was a good bishop. Uh, he is at peace. Thanks mm-hmm. be to God. And um, and so there's the mixture of, of joy, rejoicing, and sadness. Um, practically speaking, for those here in the West River Rapid City Diocese, um, pr- the practical realities is that uh, we have no bishop. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, in the days to come here, we know that, uh, and I know the bishop, the consultors met yesterday to discuss uh, an administrator. We'll learn more about that as the week unfolds. Um, someone has to take up the reins of, of continuing to make sure that the that the diocese functions. And um, But it's a difficult position because they can't do much. They don't have much authority. <laughs> and so it's a challenging uh, moment for all of us. But again, we continue to pray for the repose of Bishop Peter. Uh, we continue to think about and we encourage you to share on our social media accounts, Facebook accounts, um, great memories that you have of him. He was just a joyful, peaceful man. Uh, it was a joy uh, to work with him. Um, 
there were moments I was just thinking this morning as I was preparing for this, uh, the most recent meeting I had with him, it was kind of a tense, difficult meeting. There were lots of people in the meeting who wanted things and not everybody, you know, uh, felt satisfied at the end of the meeting. It was sort of a heavy end uh, to the meeting. And I just remember Bishop Peter very clearly kind of sensed all that and and at the end was just a spiritual father, just mm-hmm. encouraged uh, everyone present to be aware of the discouragement that comes, that can come um, in the midst of the trials of life and uh, and just was encouraging. He was just a good, he was a good pastor, a good soul. And so we pray uh, as we begin this morning, we pray for uh, the repose of his soul, pray for his parents and his uh, siblings and for all of his family who are mourning his loss today. So let's pray. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for all the many ways that you are at work, all the good things that you give us. I pray in a particular way in thanksgiving for Bishop Peter and the great um, gift he was to our diocese. just ask that you would uh, draw him close to you and pray that uh, whatever attachments to sin he might have had, that those would be removed and that he could view you face to face, that you could finally rest uh, in your uh, loving care. Mary Most Holy Mother, pray and intercede for us, Our Lady of Perpetual Help. Pray as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, uh, this morning we're going to be talking a little bit about Lent. We're jumping into it. I've got uh, we've got a couple guests here. Bridget, how was your how was your weekend? <laughs> Maybe we should start there. It was good. It was sorrowful hearing the news of Bishop Peter's passing, um, but just I've had really good prayer uh, with that, and um, then some just extra time to spend with family, and took the kids sledding yesterday morning, and then a good walk with them, so good time to recreate, but um, also good time of prayer to begin Lent, so it's, it was a good weekend. How about you? Yeah, it was, uh, we uh, we started Lent rough on, <laughs> on Wednesday, you know. Yes. Um, my wife, Annie. <laughs> I uh, went to a routine dentist uh, appointment, and uh, her she had needed a crown. Maybe that isn't routine. Anyway, she needed a crown, and in the midst of uh, uh, checking her out, they decided she needed a root canal. So she went for a root canal to start Lent off. On Thursday, uh, our two-year-old, Teddy, um, got caught some whatever cold is going around, and he has this history of every time he gets a cold, every time he, his temperature spikes, he has these uh, febrile seizures, so he started having seizures, which is what we kind of expect, you know, but they kind of are the, a couple minutes, and it kind of goes away, and then he kind of becomes himself, and so, you know, I haven't been too concerned about it, but they just wouldn't go away, and they just kept getting uh, longer, and he was just kind of out of it all day, so, anyway, talking to uh, Gene Home, who uh, cares for him, um, helps us with uh that she said yeah take him to the ER so we spent Thursday in the ER Thursday evening they did all sorts of tests on him poor kid 
uh, he got poked and prodded and uh, every which way. And then uh, at the end of kind of nine o'clock at night, they're like, "Yeah, I think we're going to keep him overnight so we can um, make sure he's okay and just you know monitor him if he has another seizure." So we spent the night at the hospital Thursday night into Friday. Uh, their hope was to do an MRI Friday morning. It's been a crazy weekend. So they were hoping to do an MRI Friday. And, uh, and so they, you know, didn't give him any breakfast and, and then it became clear that they didn't have the anesthesiologist and anyway, long story short, we finally got dismissed on Friday, uh, about dinner time. And, uh, he did a, had a clear EEG, everything looks normal by, the, by Friday afternoon, he was ready to tear the hospital apart. So <laughs> we got back home and, uh, and then we heard about Bishop Peter and, uh, yeah, so we got thanks be to God. It was a long weekend. We got a little bit of rest and relaxation and sun and uh, beautiful mass. I uh, went to the rite of election that was at the cathedral and just encouraged by all those people during the church. So that was my weekend. Anyway, we have two guests who are patiently waiting here, <laughs> and uh, I'd like to introduce uh, Jay Wickham and John Hill. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, what it means to live Lent as a man. Sorry, but and <laughs> offering prayer and, and sacrifice as a spiritual leader. And uh, so, as you may or may not know, Jay, uh, may just introduce yourselves, both of you. Uh, good morning. Sorry, Jay. Yeah, yeah, good morning. I'm Jay Wickham. Uh, married to my beautiful wife, Belinda, for be 30 years this year. Four wonderful children, uh, Samantha, Laura, Joshua, and Johnny. Ranging from 26 to 17. So, that's me. All right. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Good morning, John Hill. Um, my wife and I have been married for almost 32 years. It'll be 32 years this year. Uh, seven children, four grandchildren. Won't go through all the names this morning. <laughs> Take a while. You got more than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just... Enjoy my beautiful family. We've been here in Rapid City for about six years now. Um, members of the cathedral, uh, beautiful parish, beautiful family parish, uh, active and engaged there. Just in, just really enjoying our time here in the in the beautiful Black Hills. Welcome. Excellent. So, uh, Jay, I, I keep looking at Jay and wanting to call him John. This is going to be a rough morning. Uh, you're Jay, you like my mom. Right? <laughs> Jay and John are uh, are both on the uh, are organizers for the upcoming men's conference. We have a men's. If you haven't heard about it, there's a men's conference happening on Saturday, and so we're going to talk a little bit about Lent. We're going to talk a little bit about the men's conference and um and go from there. Does that sound good? We're in a week. We are now. We're almost a week into Lent here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we are. And so uh, we're going to talk about that. How's it going? How's Lent going so far? Well, I went to Broom Tree on Thursday, and I was on a silent retreat through Sunday. So unlike your weekend, <laughs> <laughs> lucky <laughs> my weekend was very quiet. Silent retreat for four days. Prayer with mm. Doctor Andrew or Father Andrew Dickinson, and so. Mm. I would like to say that I planned, you know, the silent retreat for the first week of Lent, but it was more <laughs> God's providence than that. But yeah, what a wonderful, beautiful way to start Lent. So, so my wife likes to call this post-retreat grace. So <laughs> I'm only two days from removed from my silent retreat. So, so my Lent has been very good so far. Yeah. So, excellent. That's been very good. 
Yeah, I'd say mine was a little little hectic, like your all's. I was actually traveling last week for work. Got stuck in Denver Friday night, uh, trying to get back home. Uh, ended up Saturday afternoon, finally getting back to Rapid City. Um, so little little crazy start to Lent this year, uh, but overall, you know, I think about it and I'm just amazed each year. You know, God has a has a plan for me, and if I listen to Him, um, stop and listen. Uh, he usually points out some very clear things that I I can and should be should be working on for Lent, and so this year's no different. I uh, really enjoy um, really enjoy the start of Lent. Um, really been been praying. Um, appreciate the time with with the Lord, drawing closer to Him. Excellent. Well, we um, yeah, Lent has uh, like I said for me, it's been. <laughs> Opportunities for grace, John. All sorts of, all opportunities sorts, for grace. All sorts of opportunities to just abandon myself to God's will and to uh, accept all sorts of... Uh, you know, part of the challenging suffering is, you know, and we'll talk maybe talk a little bit more about this uh, as men, mm-hmm. is that, um, like, yeah, uh, Annie, like, I can't really do anything about that. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't fix her teeth. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. ease her pain or, you know, mm-hmm. I just have to pick up the slack where I can and um, same thing for Teddy like I don't I can't do anything about him like the Lord has us where he wants him and mm-hmm. and uh, thanks be to God for all all the doctors and the people in the ER and all of the nurses that helped and um, and our kids who kind of picked up the slack at home and uh, just so many things you know that for me it was a week of yeah just seeing God's providence play out and and just kind of a co- continual reminder, you're not in charge, <laughs> which is hard for me to hear. Uh, but apparently the Lord thought I needed to hear that. So <clears throat> that's how my Lent's been. I was convicted to listen to a podcast called Aspire to Live a Quiet Life on Wednesday. And so that's been kind of my guiding light. And then just the witness of Bishop Peter and his humility um, has been convicting to me and his example and witness. And so... Just this call to a greater humility for myself. Good. Well, we're just beginning here, but we're going to take a short little break. And on the flip side of the break, we'll continue this conversation. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. As you think about your future, there is one more thing you can do. Write or update your will and estate plan. If you pass away without a plan, all you have worked for in life, both financially and emotionally, will be decided and divided by someone you may have never met before. We have some tools to help you in your planning. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call Mike at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus crosses the Sea of Galilee with his disciples and quickly falls asleep, even as their boat is amidst a huge, life-threatening storm. The text says that the sea was literally shaking like an earthquake. Imagine the disciples' fear as they awake, their master saying, Master! Do you not care that we perish? Note that they wouldn't have been in this dangerous situation if they had not gotten in the boat to begin with. They are committed, no matter how big the storm. 
After setting sail in his boat of radical missionary discipleship, it can often seem that God is asleep or uncaring when we are troubled by the storms of life. The good news is that he is in fact always there and always ready to calm the storm when the time is right. Sometimes the storms are there to show us our total dependence on him and not on ourselves. Jesus, we trust in you. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I am here. My name is Jacques Daniel here with... Bridget Garapentine. We have the joy to be with John Hill and Jay Wickham. Uh, here talking about uh, the men's conference, talking about Catholic masculinity and Lent. Got a little bit uh, taste into it, but we're just jumping in. So we've been uh, just to kind of focus a little bit on uh, Catholic masculinity. We've been <laughs> involved in another another soul passed away. You know, we just found out maybe one of those week and a half ago for the John Lule. Um, who was a priest in our diocese for many years. He was actually one of the men who gathered uh, men together and uh, and encouraged the start of this uh, Catholic Men's Conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jay, you were kind of one of the mm-hmm. main guys that he reached out to. And yeah. I don't know how I got sucked in at some point, but... What was his vision for this? Um, I think his vision was really... Um, you know, he has came from a different culture, and men men came together in his culture. That's just what he was used to. And I remember, I wasn't here. At the, you know, when he was at the cathedral and was bringing men together, you know, for breakfast and and just you know to be men together. And so, I mean, I think his vision was really, um, you know, we're really good at men at isolating ourselves. You know, kind of you know doing our own thing, stay away, don't talk to anybody, keep everything to ourselves, and uh, he kind of challenged us to kind of fight against that and bring men together, come together and be together, strengthen each other, guide each other, help each other, lift each other up. And I would say that was his vision. And I mean, that's kind of what he shared with us. And yeah, so we've tried to keep that going as uh, in memory of him. Mm-hmm. How long has the conference been in existence? Uh, you should have asked me that question. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this is like our eighth, seven, okay. six, eighth. We're around in there somewhere. So yeah. So, in its current form, yeah, yeah, I would say about that many years. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I haven't really kept track. So, yeah, and I think in just conversations with him, and sort of as he shared his vision about, I think his real desire was to enliven in men this reality that we're called to be spiritual leaders, absolutely, in our homes and in the parish, and and he saw this lack of that, and he was trying to figure out how to do that, and. Uh, and calling men together. Remember those first conferences, you know, just um, calling men together to be spiritual leaders. And so 
we are. We are invited to be spiritual leaders and uh, called to sacrifice as Christ sacrificed for the church, right? And laying down his life. We have uh, um, this, uh, this, yeah, we reflect on that in a beautiful way. This Lent as we're uh, engaging again the stations of the cross and um, and ourselves sacrificing things. But um, what is this call to be a spiritual head of your home? Like, what does that look like for you guys? Maybe we'll start with John. Yeah, well, first and foremost for me, um, it's it's listening to God. Um, you know, spending spending a year with Jay and Cord Core, um, you know, really had a chance to um, understand and discern you know, the, the process of discerning and, and listening to God's will. Um, I think that's important. Um, understanding how that what what that means to sacrifice um, in our particular vocation as husbands and fathers and as a grandfather now you know um, it really means dying to self thinking about um, you know a family first it's difficult sometimes because um, a man of very few words um, you know I hope many times that my actions really speak uh, for my love of, of God and and really for my family as well mm-hmm. yeah amen yeah, I, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head, John. You know, I mean, you can talk to your kids all about things that you want them to do or try to teach them, but ultimately it's they watch you. And, I mean, and so if they see you praying, if they see you giving of yourself and loving your wife and loving those around you, and to me that, you know, that's that's really, that that's going to, help them more in life and give them an understanding of what it means to lead and what it means to yeah, lead your home but also lead others and be a witness um, words are okay they're good but I think words are shallow compared to actions so yeah, and it's beautiful to see now my uh, my son um, his wife and he's got four children and uh, just a chance to see that um, you know in that next generation and um, faith-filled family and just uh, you know just a beautiful chance to see him pick up on what it means to be uh, you know not just a son but a husband and a father as well so it's a beautiful thing yeah we have this conversation about this time uh, you know at the beginning of Lent every year with my kids um, as we're talking about giving up things uh, talking about fasting what are the things that we give up and um, and why do we give up things? And I, I think, especially for the boys in my house, but for everybody, for all of us, you know, um, there's this sense in the culture that we don't, we want to be comfortable, you know? Uh, we, our cars, you know, we can dial in the exact uh, amount of temperature when they work perfect, you know? Like, we're, like, in this complete uh, temperature-controlled zone, and, and uh, we have to hop into our building and everything is controlled everything is you know a perfect beautiful perfect coffee and temperature controlled coffee cup this is not temperature controlled coffee cup right like we want to control everything we want to be comfortable um we want a nice warm shower in the morning we want uh, <laughs> jay's jay's shaking his head no did you have a cold shower this morning yeah actually i have yeah so our actually our speaker last year challenged all of us men to uh, cold showers uh, as an opportunity to mm-hmm. sacrifice start your day with a sacrifice so get out of our comfort zone a little bit out of our comfort yeah. zone a little bit yeah and I actually was talking to a man at my church and 
he's like takes cold baths actually so pretty impressive i mean but it's important that you know that you're with the lord would you do that right yeah, yeah. you know it's not self self edification you know not tear yourself down just to do it just to prove yourself that you're mm. you're alone by yourself doing it right yeah, yeah. there's the lord there you're praying through that right yeah, yeah absolutely so we desire comfort, but we were not made for comfort. We were made, made for, for greatness. greatness. And, so, and so that, the way we enter into that is by denying ourselves these little things, you know, things that, again, the conversation is like, okay, this, there's not this thing that um, you might be giving something out. It's not because it's bad. It might be actually because it's really good and you really enjoy it. Um, but you, but you want to uh, put that on hold. You want to allow yourself to be... Um, to experience discomfort, to experience suffering, and, and to find the Lord in that. So here we are. It's Lent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Encouragement to enter in. Well, we are, uh, gentlemen, we're about to, I see our next guests uh, hovering in the hallway. So before we get too far and before we end this, um, there's an event happening this weekend. It's not too late to sign up. Tell, oh. tell us more about it. Our men's conference, Craft Men, our Catholic men's conference for 2024, be at Terra Sancta this Saturday. Um, registration starts at 7 o'clock. To morning prayer starts at 7.45. Have breakfast at 8. Uh, start our first conference. Uh, Dr. John Cutterback will be our guest. Um, yeah, I look forward to his insight. He's a philosopher, so... Um, Jacques was the the gentleman who got our who uh, brought John in for us this year, and so um, he is going to talk about Catholic leadership, male, you know, being a leader in your family, in your home, um, in your in your community, and the importance of having men with you in that. And so that'll be the conference part of it. We'll have mass, adoration, confession, um, and then. At the end of the day, we'll have an opportunity to do some some things with the, with the other men. We'll we've got some axe throwing going on, a uh, little, little cross cut saws, cut some you know cut, and then we we, we did this a couple of years ago, and the men really liked it. We brand, we have a brand, we brand that cookie, you know, like my son and I, we cut we cut that cookie the off that log last time, last time we did this and branded it, and you know he had it in his room for a while. Until he got too old for it not to be cool, and I still got mine in my garage. There you go, and so yeah, just an opportunity, you know, after spending the day with the Lord, an opportunity to spend the day with each other, kind of share fruits, and you know, have a have a little bit of bourbon, and and uh, you know, with maybe a cigar, and throw some axes, and and uh, yeah, just you know, kind of do some masculine, active masculine things as well at the end of the conference. So. Um, I looked at the weather forecast. It's supposed to be almost 60 degrees, they're saying right now. So it uh, should be good weather to be outside at the end of the day and, and be with the Lord during the day inside. And uh, I, I look, I, this is a, this is this a great, every year when this is over, I'm like, okay, that's probably my last year doing this, right? And then <laughs> my wife gets tired of me hearing me say that, you know, and then after the conference, I'm inspired to keep going. So that's yeah, just a great opportunity to, you know, again, to know we're not alone as men, right? There's other Catholic men out there that have a desire to spend time with the Lord, to be present to Him, and um, that's strengthening to see that, you know, to see a hundred men. You know, my wife likes to come in mm-hmm. right before Mass and hear us men singing together, because mm-hmm. you don't hear that very often, you know, 80, 90 men singing. So, yeah, it's just a great experience. Definitely a reminder that we're on the journey together. Yeah, absolutely. 
Excellent. So the, to get to that uh, website to register, journeymensd.org, or you can go to the rapidcitydiocese.org and scroll down to, on the homepage, um, you can find it in the calendar, or if you scroll down to event registration, there is an image of uh, Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus in the uh, in the workshop, and uh, and you can register. Register today. Don't delay. If you want food for this weekend, <laughs> don't mess around. We know we normally get an, a huge influx of men this last week, and it's expected. But yeah. don't don't wait till Friday to register. So don't be a man. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's a there's a lot worse ways you could spend this weekend. It is really wow. encouraging, um, r- regardless of what the speaker says, to be with other men, to pray together, um, to be with each other. The conversations that only happen when you lock yourselves in a room with other men that that uh, you know again yeah. uh, enjoy time together. So, my husband's been the last few years. He's going again, but it's been an opportunity for him to invite other men mm-hmm. um, to just enter more deeply in the journey, and I think it's deepened his friendships post the conference that good. I have yeah it's been really good for him yeah our hope when we st- hope when we started this was that men would come bring other men from mm-hmm. their parish and then when the conference would be kind of a springboard to men go back to their parish and then have these small groups and meet right mm-hmm. and stay together not just come together once a year right but to stay together yeah build those friendships build those friendships and yeah, yeah absolutely exactly what your husband experienced Amen. All right, gentlemen, thank you for uh, coming in this morning, and we'll see you this weekend at yes. Craftman, the Catholic Men's Conference, Terra Sancta Retreat Center, and uh, that's happening Saturday all day long. Uh, you can find out more at journeymensd.org or at the Repsite Diocese website. Amen. Thank you. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to be chatting with uh, Father Robert Kenyon and his father Jim Kenyon. So uh, if you are joining us on the radio, don't tune out. Go grab a, a cup of coffee and join us back in just a moment. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Many times every day in our office, I see children whose eyes don't work the way we take for granted. If the eyes aren't working together as a team, aren't jumping back and forth appropriately, or aren't focusing correctly, children will fall behind in academic and athletic performance. Lumen Vision specializes in treating these eye movement issues through a process called vision therapy. You can learn more about vision therapy on our website, www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. Uh, I remember even during that time, and, and this was uh, during the beginning years of John Paul II's pontificate, and whenever I heard him on TV, because he was always in the news, especially with his travels in Eastern Europe, Poland and all, I, I would hear the things that would come out of his mouth and I would go, there's no way this person is not close closer to God than I am. Mm. Uh, you know. So I always had this sort of secret respect for uh, for John Paul II. Of course I never said this to any of my <laughs> brethren friends, you know. You wouldn't dare. No, of course not. But I I, I I, I don't mean to disparage them because they taught me to love the scripture and interestingly enough even though they, they do not believe in the real presence of Christ in the sacrament they had communion every Sunday and so they really taught me to love the Lord's Supper uh, and to love the scriptures and so I'm really thankful to them for that 
At the University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. Umary.edu. That's umary.edu. Thank you.